This is Jeff Billard from the Amigos Audio Collective, thanking you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. At first you feel the tremulous rumbling, then the faint smell of sulfur smoke. The spectral tracks appear in the mist, and the red light, like a demon's eye, cuts through the darkness. Screaming down the track, the transcontinental terror is making its nightmarish run. Welcome. Warm yourself by the fire. I don't know how you found this place. It's been a while. No one comes here anymore. Me. You can call me the Railway Hobo. Names mean very little here. Except for one name. Yes. All around you are the rustling remnants of the Transcontinental. The train that was built to last. But like all machines fashioned from hubris, the Transcontinental ended her first run right here, below this rotting trestle bridge. Three cleanup crews abandoned the wreck, and the bodies... They say the souls here haven't found rest. And the hellish train still steams through the countryside, straining to finish its full run. Demons at the wheel and whistle, black smoke and red glowing boxcars filled with screaming specters. The transcontinental terror is coming. Tonight's first stop answers the question, will technology save or damn us? We present an electric Vicuna production with John Bell and the Bat Free and a little adaptation of Will Stanton's short story, Barney. Several hundred miles from the coast, the office of Pembroke Labs discovers that a seldom-used fax machine sputters into life, spitting out a collection of pages, the origin of which comes from one of their most isolated satellite laboratories on an island too small to be found on most mariners' charts. The last scientist stationed at that lab collects his handwritten notes in the fax caddy. The machine carefully draws in the stack of reports every other Friday to send to head office for analysis and archiving. The final batch of log entries just arrived. Log of Dr. Stevens for August 30th. Subject, Barney the Rat. Continuing experiment to increase his intelligence now on our sixth month. We are alone on the island now, Barney and I. It was something of a jolt to have to sack Taylor after all these years, but I had no alternative. The petty vandalisms I could have forgiven, but when he tried to poison Barney, out of simple malice, he was standing in the way of scientific progress. That I cannot condone. I can only believe that the attempt was made while under the influence of alcohol. It was so clumsy. The poison container was overturned, and a 
trail of powder led to Barney's dish. Taylor's defense was the flimsiest. He denied it. Who else, then? September 2nd. I'm taking a calmer view of the Taylor affair. The monastic life here must have become too much for him. That and the abandonment of his precious guinea pigs. He insisted to the last that they were better suited than Barney for my experiments. They were more his speed, I'm afraid. He was an earnest and willing worker, but something of a clod, poor fellow. At last I have complete freedom to carry on my work without the mute reproaches of Taylor. I can only ascribe his violent antagonism towards Barney as jealousy. And now that he is gone, how much happier Barney appears to be. I have given our little rodent friend complete run of the place, and what sport it is to observe how his newly awakened intellectual curiosity carries him about. After only two weeks of glutamic acid treatments, he's become interested in my library, dragging the books from the shelves and going over them page by page. I am certain he knows that there is some knowledge to be gained from the tomes, but alas, he does not have the key intelligence needed to unlock it. September 8th. For the past two days I have kept Barney confined, and how he hates it. I am afraid that when my experiments are completed, I shall have to do away with Barney. Ridiculous as it may sound, there is still the possibility that he might be able to communicate his intelligence to others of his kind. However, small the chance may be, the risk is too great to ignore. Fortunately, there is, in the basement, a vault built with the idea of keeping vermin out. It will serve well to keep Barney in. September 9th. Apparently, I have spoken too soon. This morning, I let him out to frisk around a bit before commencing a new series of tests. After a quick survey of the room, he returned to his cage, sprang up on the door handle, removed the key with his teeth, and before I could stop him, he was out the window. By the time I reached the yard, I spied him on the highest ledge of the well, and I arrived on the spot only in time to hear the key splash into the water below. I own that miserable fact that I am somewhat embarrassed. It is the only key. The door is locked. Some valuable papers are in separate compartments inside the vault. Fortunately, although the well is over 40 feet deep, there are only a few feet of water in the bottom, so the retrieving of the key does not present an insurmountable obstacle. But, I must admit, Barney has won the first round. September 10th. I have had a rather worrisome experience that has left me shaken, and once more in a minor clash with Barney, I have come off as second best. In this instance, I will admit he played the hero's role, however, and may even have saved my life. In order to facilitate my descent into the well, I knotted a length of three-quarter inch rope at one-foot intervals to make a rude ladder. I reached the bottom easily enough, but after only a few minutes of groping for the key, my flashlight gave out, and I returned to the surface. A few feet from the top, I heard excited squeaks from Barney, and upon obtaining ground level, I observed that the rope was almost completely severed. Apparently, it had chafed against the edge of the masonry, and the little fellow, perceiving my plight, had done his utmost to warn me. I have now replaced that section of rope, 
and arranged some old sacking beneath it to prevent a recurrence of the accident. I have replenished the batteries in my flashlight and am now prepared for the final descent. These few moments I have given myself a breathing spell and a chance to bring my progress journal up to date. Perhaps I should fix myself a sandwich, as I may be down there longer than seems likely at the moment. September 11th. Poor Barney is dead, and soon I shall be the same. He was a good rat, a wonderful rat, and life without him is not worth living. If anybody reads this, don't Come to the Iceland. Do no disturb it. Live it alone like a shrine to my pal Barney. Especially the old well. Do not look for my body as I, Dr. Stevens, will toss myself into the sea. Maybe you could bring a couple of young rats and leave them as a living memorial to Barney. Females only, no males. I hurt my wrist, so is why this is written so bad. This is my last will and testament. Do what I say and don't come back or disturb anything after you bring those young rats, like I said. Just females. Goodbye. Such a loss to science and random, but perhaps somewhere on an island, the spirit or something more of Barney remains. Barney by Will Stanton was adapted for audio by Jack J. Ward. Dr. Stevens was performed by John Bell. The host by Kareem Cronfley. Music by Sharon B. This is an Electric Vicuna production. All I can say for poor Dr. Stevens is rats. Our second stop tonight is a reminder of past sins, as the transcontinental tour picks up the 2016 KCAL Halloween Fright Night live show from Lights Out, Murder Castle. <laughs> saying the same thing over and over again. She's as crazy as they come, I tell you. Listen to her yourself. Revenge. 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 Yeah, listen to her, Captain. Revenge. Revenge. Over and over again. Such a young and pretty girl. What could have made her crazy like that? Well, I ask you. Yes, yes, what is it, please? Um, 
suitcase down right there. It'll be okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. Now, now, if you'll just come this way, right? Just yeah. <laughs> step right in here, Miss... Uh... Malone. Ella. Oh, of course, of course, Miss Malone. Yes, now, now then, uh, if you'll just have a chair, please. Thank you, sir. Yes. Ah, now, there we are. Now then, Miss Malone, uh, to be perfectly frank with you, I, uh, I wasn't quite expecting you today. Oh, I'm truly sorry, Mr. Stewart, but you, you see, I, I took the wrong train and, well, I had the hardest time finding the house. I do hope you'll forgive me. Oh, yes, of course. Of course, don't give it another thought. No, no, no. Uh, promptness may be a virtue, <laughs> but we all can't be virtuous now, can we? <laughs> now, now, you, uh, you are here in answer to my advertisement. Yes, sir. You wrote me? Oh, yes. Yes, of course I did. Uh, you're the lady uh, from... Um... Cranesville. Oh, yes, Cranesville. That's, that's right. That's uh, Cranesville. Iowa. Oh, no, sir. Ohio. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. How, how stupid of me to forget. Yeah, I remember now. Yes, well, I wrote you a letter. Yes, sir, you did. Yes, now then. Uh, you're the uh, you're the young lady who won the position as my uh, secretary. Is that it? Yes, sir, that yeah. is. And I, I do appreciate the opportunity you've given to me, sir. Oh, yeah, not at all. Not at all, of course. Uh, you uh, have the letter with you. Oh, Yes, sir. Right here. Here, sir. Thank you. Oh, yes. Let me see here. Uh, orphan. Oh, yes. Business school. Oh, you'll do very nicely. Indeed. I'll do my best, sir. Uh, your, your friends know you came, of course. There's no one very much interested, Mr. Stewart. Oh, really? <laughs> now, a pretty young girl like you, no young bows and so on. No, so sir. On. There's no one. Oh. I mean, sir, you can depend on me to give my all and all my attention to my work. <laughs> of course. Very, very commendable. Very commendable indeed. <laughs> yes, uh, my work as I wrote you is entirely confidential. My philanthropies uh, are to a great extent entirely sub rosa, you know. No fuss and no feathers. Uh, you understand what I mean. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, now, as my secretary, my affairs will be entirely in your hands. My checking account and, and my finances and, and so on and so on and entirely in your care. Oh, I understand, sir. It's quite a responsibility, you know, and of course you you are quite a young woman, and, and as I wrote you, the bank... Oh, uh, oh, sir, I, I understand. <laughs> yes. The bond. I, I yes. brought the money for it. Oh, you did? Oh, you have? Oh, yes, sir. Yes. $300, sir. I've got it right here. Oh, that's fine, fine, fine. Very businesslike. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I'll give you a receipt, and then where we'll be. Yes, um, Mr. Stewart? Yes, yes, see, my pen is here somewhere. Oh, here it is. <laughs> um, my money? Uh, I will get it back from the bank any time I leave your employee, or, I mean, if you ever want me to leave. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course, of course. Now then, here you are. Let me, let me read it. Uh, received of Miss Nellie Malone. Ella. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Ella. Ella. <laughs> Memory is not quite what it used to be. <laughs> That's why I need a good secretary. <laughs> oh, I'm very good at remembering things, sir. <laughs> oh, you are. Well, well, now then, here we are. Let me read it. I guess this is in good order here. Received of Miss Ella Malone $300 to be deposited with the Merchant's Bank as surety bond and to be returned to Miss Ella Malone upon request. Now, there's my signature. <laughs> How's that? Oh, I'm sure that'll do very well, sir. And I want you to know I do appreciate you giving me this chance to, uh... Oh, now, now, I assure you the honor is all mine. <laughs> giving a youngster an opportunity to rise in the business world. Oh, it's little enough to do. You're very kind, sir. <laughs> now then, uh, 
Uh, you you have you have you have my receipt, but I oh uh, oh I beg your pardon, <laughs> sir. Not at all, not at all. Uh, my my purse. I I have it right here. I I am sorry, sir. <laughs> I understand, of course, the excitement of your oh, trip. Oh, <laughs> there it is, Mr. Stewart. You yeah. see, I had it all ready in an envelope. Yeah. Now, if you'll just open oh, it, it no no no, not at all, not at all. Bank can do that when I send it to him in the morning. But, uh... If you say there's $300 in that envelope, then that is all that's necessary as far as I'm concerned. Yes, sir. Now you just put your purse right down there and I'll show you through your new home. Yes, Mr. Stewart. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Just, just go right up these steps here. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, yes, you... You'll find I have quite a place here. <laughs> three three stories high, and I designed it all by myself. Yeah. Rather dark. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, be careful. Oh. Care, be careful now. Oh, careful. I'm all right. <laughs> oh. You mustn't hurt yourself. <laughs> Hardly the way to start a new job. <laughs> oh, no, sir. Yeah, now then. Now, now here we are, right here. I'll take you to your room and... But my suitcase, Mr. Well, Stewart. that's okay. Never mind. We'll, we'll bring it up later. It's no dirty. Right, right down the hall here. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yeah, we have a nice room for you. <laughs> very nice, very nice. And the fact of the matter is that you can choose any room on this floor. But, Mr. Stewart, your daughters. Daughters? Uh, yes. You don't think they'll object. You just said... Any room? Oh, you, you, my daughters. Yes, I, I did, did write you about them, didn't I? Yes, sir, well, you, you did. Yeah, yeah, well, well, never mind about them. They're probably upstairs studying or something. Okay, now, right this way. Right, right. Yeah, now, uh, I would suggest that maybe you take this room, at least for tonight. Whatever yeah. you say, Mr. Stewart. <laughs> yeah, let me turn the light on. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> very nice, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Y yes it, it's, yeah, it's well, very nice. Yeah, well, just go, go on in and look around. <laughs> well, uh, oh, I... Oh, go uh, right ahead. It's going to be your room for quite some time to come, you know. All right. And go on in a little further. <laughs> it's going to be yours after all. <laughs> Make sure you like it. Uh, I've never had such a large room, sir. If if you've got a smaller one, please. On the contrary, my dear Miss Maloney, I think you'll find this one is small enough. <laughs> perhaps, uh, perhaps a little too small. <laughs> yes, indeed, entirely too small. Mr. Stewart. Mr. Stewart. He's locking the door. Mr. Stewart. Why? Why did you? Mr. Stewart, unlock the door, Mr. Stewart! Mr. Stewart! Why, why did you lock me in here? Mr. Stewart, please! Please, please, Mr. Stewart, you've got to let me out! Mr. Stewart, let me out of here! Let me out of here! It's getting dark! Oh. Yes, yes, Miss Nord! <laughs> There, there is no doubt in my mind that you're the very person that I need to employ as my housekeeper. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that, Mr. Stewart. <laughs> of course, the matter of being housekeeper of a place as large as this calls for uh, definite qualities. You, you understand, of course. Oh, I always do my best, sir. <laughs> well, one certainly can't ask for more than that. No, indeed. No, indeed. Uh, your wife? Maybe she would like to talk with me? <laughs> no wife? Oh, yeah, oh, yes, of course. My, I did write you about my wife, didn't I? Yes, sir. Well, uh, my wife, uh, she's out shopping. That's it, she's out shopping. And, and as soon as she returns, uh, you'll meet her. And I'm sure she'll find your recommendations just as satisfactory as I did. Well, that makes me very happy. I've always wanted to work in such a fine house. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, now, about the money. Oh, oh, any salary you want to pay me, Mr. Stewart, is all right. I just want a chance to show you how good I can do your work. Oh, now, that's very, very commendable. Yes, indeed, of course, very, very commendable. But uh, we must agree on a salary. 
You know, I am the sort of a man who respects money and expects a similar respect in others. And I know, yes, speaking of money, you'll be wanting to open a new bank account, I suppose. Bank account? Oh, yes, yes, it's my, it's my principle that everyone employed by me should have a savings account. Bill's character, you see. I'll open an account for you in the morning, and, and you can transfer all the money you have back home to my bank. It's convenience, you know. Oh, oh, no, sir, I haven't got that. Yeah. Well, I haven't got what? I haven't any money in the bank back home. Oh. I took it all out. Oh, yeah. Okay. It wasn't much money, what was left of my father's insurance after my mother died. Well, yes, yeah. Oh, that's good. Now then, uh, uh, supposing you leave all your things here and we'll go look over the house. That'll be very nice. Yes, yes, well, come right through this door. Yeah. I'll be so glad to be working in such a big house. Oh, yeah, right, right this way. Yeah, good. Quite an establishment here. Designed it all myself. I'll work hard, Mr. Stewart. Oh, yeah, sure you will. Now, we'll go right down these steps here. That's just right here. I think I'll show you everything downstairs first. Yes. You have a washing machine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Everything modern, everything convenient. High, wide basement here. Yeah. Oh, now, there we are. Now, watch yourself. It's a little dark down here this time of day. Oh, it is a big basement, all right. I can hang up plenty of washing down here. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, indeed. Oh, now, if you just come this way, please. Yeah. You are you building something down here? Yeah, building. Oh, oh yes, yes indeed. Oh, oh, always building and always changing and always remodeling. Yeah, change, change, change. My hobby. <laughs> oh, always changing things. Yes. It's hard to keep clean. Oh no, no. Yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Everything will be cleaned up in short order. Uh, these bags of sand and concrete and. Concrete mixture. Oh, everything will be out of the way. Won't bother you at all. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> right this way, please. Are you making more rooms? Oh yes, <laughs> yes I am. Yes, indeed. And very nice concrete floors. <laughs> Here, look at this one. It's kind of dark. Oh, now come on, come on, get a little closer. It's all my own work. Yes, right here now. You see, the the floor is still wet. <laughs> I like concrete, don't you? Yeah. Yes, it, it is clean. Yes, it is. And it covers everything. <laughs> you know how deep that concrete is? <laughs> three feet deep. It is three feet. <laughs> and I just poured it about an hour before you graced me with your presence. Yes, three feet. <laughs> That'll make a pretty nice thick slab of stone. Yes, it will, Miss Nord. <laughs> Three feet, yeah. It's thick enough to, uh, to cover you. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. A fist to the point of the jaw is still a most effective soporific. <laughs> now then, let's see what we can do to lift you up. Oh, oh you're quite a heavy woman, Miss Nord. <laughs> up you go. Up you go and into the concrete. <laughs> Face down in the concrete. <laughs> what a one unusual bed you lie in, Miss Nord. <laughs> Sinking down and down and down. And the concrete will harden and I guess I'll have to get me a new housekeeper. <laughs> employment agency. <laughs> this is Mr. Stewart. Yeah, Mr. George Stewart. I am interested in employing a nurse for my child. Someone preferably unattached who can live here with my wife and myself. Huh? Oh, no, no. Just, just send me their names, addresses, and references, and so on, and, and I'll send you a check for their services. Yeah. Huh? Give me just a moment. My address? It's 424 East 7th Street. Yeah, 
Okay, it's just their names and addresses. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, and I'll, I'll send you a check. Oh. Good luck. Hey, just a moment, please. Hang on, I'll be right there. Oh, hey, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, what is it? Is Mr. Stewart in? Oh, yes, yes, of course, yes, indeed. Come in. Come right in. I'm, I'm Mr. Stewart. Thank you. Yeah. Now, you, uh, you're answering in regards to the... Secretarial position. You wrote me a letter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. I did. Won't you, won't you just step right on in, please? Thank you. Yes. Now, you just sit there, and I'll sit here, and we'll get better acquainted. Just put your suitcase down anywhere. Now, I'm afraid I, uh, I didn't get your name. Ray. Betty Ray. You wrote me. Oh, yes. Yes, yes of course. I did. I, I remember you distinctively. Now, Ray, you're from... Grayston. Well, I hope everything is the way you said it would be in your letter, Mr. Stewart. Huh? What? Well, I mean, I hope I haven't, or you haven't changed your mind about me. Oh, not at all. Not, not at all. Of course, I, I'm in definite need of a good secretary. Yes, my, my philanthropies and all, you know. And you're unquestionably just the person to take matters in hand. Yes, yes indeed. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, uh, you... You do have the letter I wrote just to uh, sort of refresh my memory on the circumstances, don't you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, huh? Well, I didn't bring it with me. Oh. Well, I guess suppose you just tell me a little more about yourself and all that's happened. Uh, mother and father saw you off to the train, I suppose? Oh, no, sir. It's the way I wrote you, Mr. Stewart. I'm quite alone. Oh, yes, indeed, quite alone. Well, I, I'm sure you'll find everything here quite to your satisfaction. Yes, restful and peace and quiet. I have quite a place here, you know, indeed. I'll, uh, I'll show you around in just a few moments. That'll be very interesting. Yes, it will. But first, there is the matter of the surety bond. I, uh, I did write you about that, didn't I? Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yeah, well, good. <coughs> I feel quite certain of that. <laughs> yeah, you understand, of course, that this money will be returned to you by the bank at the time you wish to leave my employment. Yes, fair is fair. That's what I always say. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Mr. Stewart, I was, I was wondering. Yes? Have you had many secretaries? Why, why, why do you ask that? Well, I want to know. Yes, but uh, why, why do you ask that question? And what happens to them after you hire them? I mean, tell me what happens to them. Young woman, who, uh, who are you? My name is Betty Malone. Malone? My sister Ella came here a month ago about a job, and I want to know where she is. You hear me? I want to know where she is. Yeah, yes, uh, I don't, uh, don't think I quite know what you're talking about. Why did you lie to me? Why did you lie to me? She was here. She was. And what makes you so sure? A letter. You wrote her, the first one. I waited a whole month, and then I came here. As soon as I saw you, I thought something was wrong. And now I know there is. My sister Ella, where is she? You've got to tell me. Uh, yeah. well, uh, what if I told you again that uh, I just don't know what you're talking about? I'll go to the police. They'll make you tell me the truth. I know she came here. I know she did. Why did you laugh? Why? Because you're, you're a very foolish young lady. Very, very foolish. There's no need to get excited. Yeah, of course your sister's here. She is very happy, too. She's here? Yeah, she's here. And she's very happy. Yeah, indeed. Well, then take me to see her. 
Please take me to her. Okay, all right, all right. There's no need to get excited. Of course I'll take you to her. <laughs> I, I intended to all along. I'm just having a little joke with you, that's all. <laughs> is, is she all right? I mean, is she? Yeah, of course, of course she is. Now, now just come along with me and, and come right along with me. Yeah, now she, she's right up here. <laughs> she is. She's been, been with me for over a month. <laughs> Why didn't she write? Why didn't she tell me? Well, now, then write down this hall and you can ask her for yourself. This isn't a trick, is it? Oh, my dear young lady, you have easily the most suspicious mind of anyone I've ever met. I'm quite a helpless old man. <laughs> you always have recourse, as you put it, you go to the police. Now, <laughs> here we are right in this room. Well, what, what's she doing in there? Well, it's her room. And she's uh, slightly indisposed, <laughs> but you can go right on in. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's locked. Well, and just knock on the door, and I'm sure she'll open it for you. Yeah. Ella, it's Betty. Let me in, darling, it's Betty. <laughs> be asleep. <laughs> Ella, please. It's Betty. It's your sister Betty. Well, yeah, she uh, certainly is a tight sleeper, isn't she? Oh, but she can't be sleeping. Open the door. Please, open the door. Okay, all right, all right. There's no reason to get excited. My keys. <laughs> I kept the key right here. In just a moment. I'll try this one. Quickly. Open the door quickly. Okay, now, don't excite yourself needlessly. There, there you go. Now, you go ahead and open the door. <coughs> now then, my dear Betty, <laughs> we understand each other clearly, don't we? Ella, dead. <laughs> Nothing, nothing like a complete understanding, is there? <laughs> Ella, Dad! No, it, it wasn't so difficult. No, I just shut the door and I sealed it. And then nature took care of the rest. <laughs> oh, Mother in Heaven! Yeah, but she died quite easily. <laughs> Much easier than uh, the others. Why? <laughs> you mean... Why do I do it? <laughs> it's a very simple explanation, young woman. This is my business. Business? Yes, yes, my business. Some men make their fortunes in stocks, and some in bonds, and some in business. Well, this is my business. Why? Why? <laughs> Why is any business conducted? Profit! <laughs> Oh, and I've made quite a neat little profit, yes, indeed. <laughs> a very, very safe one, too. Oh, Ella, my <laughs> sweet yes, Ella. And, uh, and you're the very first one to come wandering around looking for one of my uh, <laughs> customers. The first, and, and I assure you, the last. Now, 30 women have come through my door. Oh, Ella. <laughs> 31 including you and Ella. Now come along, come along, I want to tell you about it. You're going to find this most instructive too, yes indeed. Don't hold my arm! Oh, but I must, I must. These, these corridors, they twist and they turn. Oh yes, it's, it's best I hold your arm. You could get lost easily in this house. <laughs> my, my most interesting house. Where are you taking me? <laughs> yes, there were 30 before you. <laughs> Most interesting array. Oh, I, I just used to read the one ads in the small papers. Then I'd write letters. Most interesting letters. I needed a secretary or a housekeeper or a nurse. Excellent salary. <laughs> Unusual accommodations. Somehow, Ella, 
I knew this had happened. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> they would bring all their worldly possessions with them, generally in a suitcase. Oh, a little here and a little there. <laughs> I assure you, it has been most profitable. Now, stop in this room. I'm going to show you right here. No, no, don't open that door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perhaps. Perhaps it would be better not to. Yeah. So the one in here came to be my housekeeper. <laughs> Let me see. How long ago was that? Oh, no matter. She, uh, she came as my housekeeper. <laughs> and then after she went into, uh, retirement in that room well i found in her suitcase the most interesting bonds <laughs> i tell you my eyes fairly pop from my head oh yes it's the uncertainty that makes my little business so very fascinating <laughs> killed 30 women <laughs> now let's, uh, let's just go down a little way come on don't make me pull you along let's go you killed 30 women! It wasn't so difficult. <laughs> Most women are such fools, anxious to believe what they want to believe, of course. Well, they came here for life, and you gave them death! <laughs> You're the smart one, if you are. And that's why I'm even bothering showing you my work. I never showed the others. <laughs> and, uh, Showing you won't uh, do any harm. You won't be talking for long. A thing like you. And 30 women died. Yeah, now stop, Mr. Morgan. In this room. Yeah, let me open and show you. No! No, don't make me look! <laughs> now, you see? Look! No room for reason for excitement. It's empty. An empty room. That's what she thought when she went in here. <laughs> then I just pressed this little button. Oh! <laughs> yes, the trap door just flopped open as she stood on it, and down she went. <laughs> down, down. Guess, guess into what? <laughs> A pit of lime. <laughs> like you. <laughs> Alive. Oh, yes. I tried so many ways. So many different ways of killing them. You wonder why they'll never find me out? I'll tell you why. Because I'm much too smart for them. Because I figured everything out in order. Logically. Oh, they're not the perfect crimes. No, no nothing infantile, but, but just cleverness in choosing. The women that I do business with, <laughs> and an equal cleverness in doing away with them. <laughs> yes. Yes. You and my dearest Ella. Ella, Ella, Ella. What does she matter? Just another. You have to listen to me. No one has ever known all this. Never whispered it before. Never again. So why speak of Ella when I'm telling you about my cleverness? It isn't right for you to live. And you are not the judge of the living and dying in this place. I am. Now, what was I telling you? Oh, yes. Why they'll never get me. Why my business will go on until I have more money than... <laughs> no matter that. I want to tell you how I did it. Delecti. And if there is one, there's no evidence of violence. There, that's the secret. Were you very frightened, sister? A barrel of quicklime. Oh, there's no corpus delecti for that, I tell you. No. And then when you bury them into a slab of concrete, well, <laughs> that is the secret. If I could have only been with you, little sister. Now, now I want to show you this room. Let me let me show it. I I think this will be your room. So very frightening. Yeah, see the door? It's all airtight. 
airtight. <laughs> Let me open it for you. Look at this room. <laughs> Amazing sight, isn't it? No doors, no windows. <laughs> but there is quite a scarcity of windows in my house. <laughs> or haven't you noticed that? If I could have helped you, Bella. Uh, yes, but this, this is a clever room. <laughs> Indeed it is. I'll shut you inside of it, and then I'll close the door, and then I'll press this little button. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that? Pumping. Pumping, pumping, pumping. Guess what is pumping? <laughs> My hair! Pumping air! <laughs> yes, I'm pumping all the air out of the room. Now that's clever. <laughs> you breathe, and soon there's nothing to breathe, and then you die. And if the police find your body, well, there's no mark of violence. Nothing but asphyxiation. Almost oh, mysterious death, they say. And in time, it'll be quite natural. Embolism or heart attack. Oh, they'll come up with some fancy word to clear their minds. <laughs> yes, indeed, they, they always do. It isn't right for him to live, yeah, yeah. is it, Emma? Let me turn this pump off. Now, dear, I think you just better step inside now. Quickly now, so I can close the door and go about my other work. Quickly, quickly, I tell you. No, wait! Wait, wait for what? Well, I want to give you something. <laughs> what can you give me that doesn't already belong to me? This! A gun. Get in there! In the room! Gun? You had a gun in your purse all the time. My father's. I brought it for the man who... Oh, Ella! Get in that room! No! No, no, no. I, wait, wait just a minute now, please. No, 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 no. Get in there or I'll press oh. the trigger! I'll kill you! No, no, no. I will! No, don't shoot! Wait, which I'm a harmless old man. I was only fooling. Yes, that's right. I wouldn't hurt you. I won't.
Yeah, listen to her, Captain. Revenge. Revenge. Over and over. Such a young and pretty girl. What could have made her crazy like that? What, I ask you? Welcome back. Perhaps it is better, after all, to remain here by the creaking wrecks of yesterday's hopes than to try to shelter indoors. Remember, the fire is always burning here as we wait for the next run of transcontinental terror. Keep warm, but not too warm. Good night. The Transcontinental Terror is the seasonal anthology series from the Mutual Audio Network and contains stories and frights from a variety of the world's leaders of audio drama, spectral sound, and tales of terror. See you next time on the Transcontinental. Have your tickets ready. It's bound to be a bumpy ride. Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama. Or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.